I was thinking the whole time, how do you get the secret handshake to give to the guy so he shows you the King Cobra he has for sale? Because I know he has one. It's just a matter of him showing it to me and telling me what the price is. And there's your, your opener. That's there's great. your opener. The okay. secret handshake for the King Cobra. Okay, I like that. That We can throw that in. <laughs> We're ridiculous. I respect your distance. Wow. How neat is that? That's pretty neat. You found organs. You found pieces of Dominic Reyes for sale. That's pretty neat. And as someone who has been on the ground, that's pretty neat. Very big man. up yet? Terrifying. That's pretty neat. Can three John Dodson's beat Francis and Ghana? How neat is that? That's pretty neat. I love the ads. I love the ads on websites. It's like celebs who died from COVID nineteen. It's a picture of Lin Manuel Miranda. It's like, nah, he's definitely still alive. But I'm also going to click on that. Do you want to say, hey, welcome, people? What do you, how do you feel about this morning? You know, the thing about the Pretty Neat podcast is we're new. There's a lot of MMA podcasts out there. And that's right. I'm going to admit a mistake to you, but I feel it's important to address it. You know, okay. When I think about all the MMA podcasts out there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of junk there's a there's a lot of junk and uh yeah this this included frankly see and that's that's the opinion i had but Mm -hmm. here's my problem i went on and i said hey throwing this one on the pile for everyone in the mma community on reddit and uh it didn't get a thousand down votes or anything you don't have to raise your eyebrows and be like what the hell is wrong with you (laughs) but as the mma community does uh, I got really good feedback on that. And somebody was like, you know, is this your podcast? And I was like, yeah, it's my podcast. And and they're like, own it, man. And, and that's 100% true because our podcast isn't garbage because our conversations are totally fun. <laughs> and uh, so what did they easy. say? Um, uh, so that was just one. But the one that was good and it was great because the dude's name was like suicide by words or something. <laughs> it was fantastic. Okay. And I and being a writer myself and not thinking of it that way and not really putting myself in the perspective of a reader, you know, of that. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's another hunk of shit for the pile, you know. And he was just like, you know if you're presenting it as garbage, like what the hell are we listening to? And you know, what, what's your podcast versus all of the others. And uh, you know, do you, is there, are you experts? Is there inside scoop? You know, are you funny? Like what, what sells your podcast? And, um, and I was like, this is like comment number two. And I'm just like, okay, MMA is the neatest thing around. Cause these are the people that we that we are around and i loved that and then of course they said uh uh, and this was a and i i took this politely i'm not a troll comment reader it said like serious serious advice you should delete this and just delete this one put up something else i I would suppose and i did so i did follow that advice and i comment i responded to each person that i could to make sure they're saying, I want to clarify, they're saying delete the podcast episode or the delete comment. the comment. Delete okay. the I mean, post either on one is yeah. totally legitimate, but yeah. okay. Yeah. So, and I'm like, absolutely. And I responded because I wanted to. And, um, and, uh, and, you know, we have several subscribers at this point. We put up one episode and people we know mm-hmm. subscribed, but a few of the people who commented said, I want to listen to a few episodes and check you guys out. See if you hey. are pretty, see if you are pretty neat. Um, so I want to say to those folks, hey, thank you um, for 
listening to a second episode if you if you listen through the first welcome that's right we think and you're pretty neat we absolutely think you're pretty neat we totally respect your distance by the way absolutely but it made me philosophize on our podcast and really just to kind of sum it up you know we mentioned it briefly back then but our podcast you know we're we're regular people just like any other listener might be there and we're friends that's that right. go way back and uh you know i moved away i moved across the country and reconnecting so we can talk mma is how we maintain friendship and and uh, MMA makes friends. It makes it brings right. people together. And um, uh, since moving here, you know, I haven't really socialized that much. I changed jobs and changed circles and didn't really make new friends and didn't have a circle of MMA people to listen to rant about at the bar, you know. And that was my favorite thing was going and listening to you ramble on with people. <laughs> <laughs> and listen to other people try and talk game with you and like you could have the dumbest opinion about something or i could <laughs> and won't back down and it's the funnest part about hanging about hanging out with us so i really feel like our podcast is hanging out with mma friends and and that's it <laughs> and that's and, right and we're pretty fun and we have silly opinions and and we're gonna play some dumb games and and have some friends on and and it's gonna be a good time it's gonna be pretty and you neat. know what we're gonna we're gonna try to be pretty neat and we're we're also going to we're gonna we're gonna do what we enjoy and mm -hmm. if people like it that's awesome and if they don't that's fine too there are literally a million shitty podcasts you could listen to i subscribe to some myself mm -hmm. yep me too me too have you but hey <laughs> yeah if you are from the reddit thread which I didn't even know about until right now. So that's awesome. And you are listening. We think you're pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a nice little engagement, maybe like uh, probably six or seven people. It was a pretty short period of time, but it's one of those enlightening periods of time. And it's an empowering crowd. And they're just like, if it's good, say it's good. <laughs> and it's good. You would never, you would never start a fight in a in a ufc match or, or well you wouldn't of course because <laughs> they wouldn't give you a microphone but they you know john and not going to say well this one's not going to be too exciting but buckle up <laughs> right <laughs> could you imagine yeah he's like hey it's francis and gano Derek lewis one this isn't going to be exciting actually they're just going to kind of stand there and circle each other for 15 minutes mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> And the funny thing is, is like, you know, I said it, I said it. And that's the key thing is I said it playfully, you know, another MMA podcast by a couple of friends or something for the pile. And I didn't even consider how trashy it sounded. So I'm sorry that I made us sound trashy when we're not. And no, I love thankfully it. it's removed, but I saved a screenshot as proof for later to extort ourselves. So. That's fair. If you were listening from Reddit or from anywhere, welcome. We're happy to have you. And you mm -hmm. know, what did you do this weekend? We record on Monday nights. What did you do this weekend? Tell me. <sighs> so much yard work. So much yard okay. work. And we had storms. I'm in Texas. So we get the mismatch of everything. And I watched fights. This I woke up with a hangover from just the not and it wasn't spike drinking it was long-term drinking because i started with pfl on thursday mm -hmm. and i was just watching fights all the way through the weekend just steady drinking and that's all i did 
I watched fights and I did yard work, man. So my body's exhausted. How about you? Well, the the in-laws were in town and uh, what was positioned and sold to me as, and I quote, California's largest open air farmer's market turned out to be California's, I suppose, largest open air semi-black market. Okay. So Please here's explain. what I mean. Please explain. Here's you what found I found mean. organs. You found pieces of Dominic Reyes for sale. No pieces of Dominic Reyes. So this is before his jaw got removed. Okay. Uh, we pull up to this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say where this was, Chino, to protect the int- the the privacy of the individuals who run these air quotes businesses. So we pull up into this this. Again, it's been told to me that we are going to a farmer's market. And as we are driving to our parking spot, I see, and I I can't exaggerate this. I'm not exaggerating this. I can't stress this enough. I see what is only described as a massive amount of birds in a cage on the other side of a fence. Okay. So wait, and this is a farmer's market and you're in a parking lot and is the farmer's market also in a parking lot? Because that's what I picture. It's and a market. A... <laughs> We're going to have to now remove the term farmers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> unless, what, unless what you farm is a series of what birds. I now know to be illegal birds that you are not <laughs> oh allowed to God. sell. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So we walk, it's 50 cents to enter this market. And they make you put a mask on. And now I can see into the market. And I'm thinking the mask is not going to keep anyone safe here at all. This is insane. This sounds like the where viruses thing, are made. That's correct. The first thing you see to the left is just the biggest cage full of birds. Birds of all sorts. Ducks, pigeons, little tiny finch parakeet type of deal birds uh, all the way up to very very large macaws you know the big red and blue ones yeah mm-hmm. now behind them that's where they kept the reptiles there were several pythons there were 14 14 turtles in one 10 gallon tank all kind of stacked on top of each other there were no less than 19 iguanas this is in, in florida one. This isn't nope, Florida. This is not Florida. Okay, game there bread's were ni- not bumping India. There were 19 oh iguanas. <laughs> Next 19. to that, there were probably 15 chameleons. Um holy shit. Yeah. One stall had two cans for sale. Okay. Two cans. They also had two African gray parrots. One appeared to have been mauled by another one. And the other one was in very good shape. Uh, It was truly astounding. And then if you walked a little further down the row of merchants and took a right, what was for sale there, you ask? Well, that would be a pile of rusty tools. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) where is, yeah. Okay. For all of our, for all of our listeners who don't, live in areas where garage sales are common 
in certain parts of Southern California, people take their shit that they don't want and put it on their driveway and other people pull up and buy it because this is America. And now I know where all that stuff goes. They have birds and the shit that was purchased at garage sales. It was wild. And I did not like it and I didn't feel clean. Props to you. I can I can tell by listening that there are no exotic, illegally owned birds in your home. Um, I'm presuming that means you went with a reptile. I, I was thinking the whole time, how do you get the secret handshake to give to the guy so he shows you the king cobra he has for sale? Because I know he has one. It's just a matter of him showing it to me and telling me what the price is. <laughs> And there's your your opener. There's your opener. The secret handshake for the King Cobra. Okay, I like that. That We can throw that in. (laughs) We're ridiculous. All right. Uh, Tell me about the handicapper super duper fight. Okay, this is an appropriate thing. The results happened. Every podcast is going to cover the results. And we're going to talk about results. But Yuri Prochaska... Which I, I yes. think I said I think I said Prochaska last episode. I have a friend named Prochaska. Yes, that's an excuse, but every fighter makes. How one. do you say it? Prochaska. 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 Okay. Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking the Polish thing, and and he's not Polish, so that's that's my problem. Anyway, I have a game for you called Aaron's Handicapper Super Duper Fight. Yuri Prochaska is a nightmare of a man. Yes, he is. I believe that you could beat him. Let's not pretend there's a planet or or a realm of reality where I could beat him in a fight. Well, this is where we're going to do some super duper handicapping. So, uh, okay, I see where Dominic, this is going. you're yeah. going to experience five rounds with Yuri Prohaska. Okay. And in the first round, it's you and Yuri. That's it. You're just going to tell me how that round goes down. And we might know that's pretty simple. You know, that might be easy. Uh, okay. Now, each round or so, you're not going to, like, be left off where you were. You're just going to come back. It's going to be another fight. And I'm okay. going to apply a super-duper handicapper. It could be something simple. He sprained his ankle. Uh, it okay. could be something more complex, like he's uh, Daniel Cormier poked him in the eye. Uh, or he just went five rounds with Nganu. And... <laughs> Uh, and you know something like that okay so and we're just going to apply them and they could be silly they might not be now you do have the option and basically we're going to do this until you finally pick a round that you think you can actually beat him so he's just going to get more and more handicapped okay and this is specifically me (laughs) specifically you this time it could be me okay. next time. I also All think right. that this would be super fun just to apply with other fighters, <laughs> just because I think it'd be silly. But I think it might be fun to see what it might take to, to, to get to the level. Now, you also have the option in round number three of accepting an advantage instead of issuing a disadvantage. All right. And I will give you an advantage. Okay. So, you're going to fight Yuri. Um, this is going to be a nightmare because he is scary as shit. I, I mean, yep. first of all, and I mean, we're going to be able to talk about him during this, of course. Because, I mean, round one, Dominic, I, I see that bell ringing and I see problems for you. That's correct. 
I have not seen somebody throw from those kinds of angles. I mean, he reminds me of Michelle Pajera. Pajera, Pajera, Pajera. I don't know how to say that particular last name in Brazilian Peoria. Portuguese. Yeah. Um, and that, that was frightening. So I think that might be pretty quick. I think that it might look like something like an octopus attacking Well, I'll, I can tell you how this, this first round goes. Okay. We touch gloves. Okay. The bell rings. Okay. And then the round is over and the fight is over. Okay. That's a, that's kind of what I expect for round one. Round two, your yes. first handicapper. All right. You're fighting Yuri Prochaska. However, he can no longer strike with you. Okay. How's round two? So the bell rings. We touch gloves. And the fight is over. <laughs> for for perspective, Yuri Prohaska. How many wins by submission does he have? Has. <laughs> you didn't tell me we were. Well, I don't know how many he has by submission. He has KO, 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 TKO, 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 KO, TKO, TKO decision. KO, KO, that was a loss. <laughs> Sorry. TKO, KO, KO, TKO, TKO, draw. TKO, TKO, he submitted via rear naked choke Jan Vabornik in March of 2014 at GCF 27. Then KO, TKO, submission. They don't mm-hmm. even, oh no, he lost via submission. KO, TKO, TKO, lost there. Submission, triangle choke at RFN against Pavel Tus in 2012. And then a three more knockouts. So he has two <laughs> wins by submission. Do I have this right? Yeah, he you has two right. wins by submission. Okay. Oh, you already knew and you let me do that anyway. Thank you. I didn't necessarily know that. And, and I mean, that's kind of one of the things I, I want to play with is like, it's this is right. also one of those things where we're taking Yuri's ground out because I'm thinking about Yuri Prohaska fighting John. No, no, you said he couldn't strike. Can't strike. Exactly. So yeah, I wanna... he submitted two real fighters in real professional fights. So the bell rings yeah. and the fight's over. <laughs> so no results. Nothing different. I can do. And I'm, right. I'm kind of, I'm curious to see how, how he does on the ground when she's really, really, pressured there because i've looked at some of his old stuff and he's i mean the dude is insane but i don't see how that goes now i for for what it's worth and what it's worth is literally nothing i have trained nogi jujitsu for six months and one week and i have trained muay thai for about three months having Mm -hmm. said that the bell rings and the fight's over and that's so that's round two Yep, that's What's round the two. deal for round three? Round three. Do you want an advantage? You're going to have to tell me what it is, or is that part of the game? Two coaches and a full camp. Two coaches of your choosing. Versus and him. Versus mm-hmm. Yuri. Same night after a five-round main event with Jan. And he lost. So I'm giving you an advantage and him a disadvantage. He's exhausted and you have a full camp and he has no camp. He has no camp to get ready for you. He didn't have a camp to get ready for Jan. 
Fuck, that's a good point. Maybe we'll take the camp aspect out. What do you think? So I don't, I don't get a camp either. You get full camp. You get full camp. He gets no camp. How's that sound? He fights Jan and loses. Yep. So he's exhausted. He's disappointed. Jan leaves the ring. I get in the ring. Yep. Okay. And he cannot strike you. Okay. And you have had a full camp with two head coaches of your choosing. And I'm very curious what coaches you would choose. Oh, I would have to really think about it. Uh, who is uh, off the top of my head, Kamaru Usman's coach, Trevor? Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman's probably that guy. Yeah. And I think I'd go Matt Sarah. Matt Sarah, Travis Luter's another good one. Yeah. Or BJJ, since you're going to be on the ground. Since he... Well, yeah. you might not be. He would be trying to get you there. Maybe Eddie Bravo. Okay, so I'm going to take that advantage. Are you ready? How, yeah, how do you feel? How do you feel now? Yeah, so the bell rings. Okay. We touch gloves, <laughs> and the fight's over. <laughs> Why? Why don't you give yourself more credit? Okay, okay. This is absurd. This is <laughs> one of kidding. my very favorite <laughs> things about pro sports of all sort. There's nothing you can do. I'm not a professional athlete. Okay, then we're going to move straight into round four. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Do the handy, does, can he still not strike in round three? Correct. Yeah, so the bell rings and the fight's over. <laughs> so now we go to round four. He can't Your strike. Your camp doesn't, has, okay, you can't strike. He is exhausted. Yeah, he's just lost a, a title a title fight. fight. I've had the full camp and two coaches of my choosing. We get to round four. What's the handicap for him? Now, his feet are cemented to the floor. Okay. And he So literally, strike. all he can do is try to grapple you where he stands. Okay. So if I've had a full, I'm guessing, 12-week fight camp. Effectively coaches- to fight a grappling dummy that might be able to submit you. Two coaches of my choosing. Mm-hmm. He has just lost a title fight. He cannot strike, and his feet are cemented to the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the fourth round starts. <laughs> oh my god! We we touch gloves, and the fight is over. You think you said before, that's the thing about professional sports is there's nothing I can do to ever handicap Yuri ever. That is correct. Really? Okay. That that is correct. Okay. Now, now here's what I want for the fifth round. I'm going to go ahead. Yes. Tell me what you want for the fifth round. He has just lost a title fight. His feet are cemented to the floor. He cannot strike. I have had this full camp and coaches of my choosing. I would also like his hands to be cemented to the floor. (laughs) Okay. What state are we in to determine whether or not you can hit certain parts of his body then? I I have to still follow. Okay, so we're going to have to suspend the rule that if (laughs) he's down, so I can't. Is your plan just to hop on his back and choke him then? If he's literally cemented on all fours. Well, so where I was going with that is 
I am. He obviously would not be able to beat me because he literally can't move. But yeah. I am not certain I could finish him that way. <laughs> so okay, so we're going. Okay, we're gonna say this then for the inaugural super duper handicapper fight. That's right. If it is the first, and if it is the last, you fought Yuri Prochaska to the fifth round to a draw while he was cemented hands and feet to the floor, <laughs> not allowed to strike you. You had a full camp. He was exhausted after losing a five-round title fight immediately prior. And you fought him to a draw. That is correct. And it's only a draw because he literally had no way to win. <laughs> Let me explain. Yeah, something. yeah it would be. Let I me, think you're right. I, you are. Yeah. And if, even then, I am not certain he wouldn't figure it out. <laughs> Let me explain something to you. Let's make this more realistic. Okay. Let's say the handicap is his feet are not cemented to the ground. I have had the full camp. He's had a full camp. He doesn't need to have a full camp. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We both get in a cage. They lock the door. Herb Dean is there. He cannot strike. He cannot take me down. Do you know what would happen? You'd touch gloves and the That's fight would correct. be over. That's correct. Yeah. And here's why I would swing and miss until I got so tired I fell over. And then he would theoretically lay down on top of me. And that's all he would have to do. Okay. I was going to call People you. People don't understand. This There's is a data 5,000 joke there somewhere. I'm sure. This is, I, I'm, I'm all for it. This is the thing that people don't understand. It's especially true in fighting, but it's also true in every other sport. If you stood on a, at a, at a plate at a, at a, in the batter's box of a major league stadium, and Clayton Kershaw was on the mound pitching, what would happen is when he threw the ball, you would instinctively take eight to 12 steps backwards. <laughs> okay. It's not that you would swing and miss mm -hmm. or flail and miss. Mm -hmm. It's that you have never stood in that spot and seen a rock coming at you that fast. You would instinctively take 12 steps backward. That's what would happen. Stand, if you tried, if you tried to. The, yeah, you stand on the side of a freeway and let a car drive by you at 70. Then add 20 to that. Yes. Or 30 to that. And it's the size of a Civil War cannonball. That's right. It's terrifying. You would instinctively back up. Now, now flip it. You stand on the mound, you can't get the ball to home plate, much yeah. less at that velocity with that control. Hey, I probably could. I pitched. You definitely could not. You could get the ball to home plate, but I, not I in the strike zone and not fast enough to go by a bat. Yeah, that's probably true. No, it's not probably true. It is true. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Try, try, get in a pool. And let Michael Phelps get in the next lane. What would happen is he would be minimum three quarters of the way down the pool 
before you went up to take your first breath. I agree. Well, then variation. Uh, Not var- you, just anyone. Anyone. Oh, I completely agree. Oh, I mean, yeah. me, I'm, I'm like the consistency of jello. I would just, I'm buoyant. I would float to the top of the pool and, and Michael could use me as a floaty if he got tired. Um, the second I'm buoyant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm man, manient, sir. Um, I'm <laughs> the, the second variation of the handicapper super duper fight, which we could okay. do another time, sure, is simply putting weird things together. You know, can three John Dodson's beat Francis Ngannou? No. See, I think there's a debate there, and we're going to come back to that if we had more time tonight. So we're going to we're okay. going to play a version of that another time because I we, think we, there's some debates we, a, we can have with that. Okay, we have a we have a mutual friend who who would often ask if you had to fight a horde of five year olds, how many of them would it take to take you down? I don't remember. It's a it's I don't a remember anybody's answers. You, you um, don't remember? I don't. Oh, it's shit. a lot of five-year-olds. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. How many five-year-olds yep. would it take to take down Francis? That's a different argument. It's so many five-year-olds. Okay. Yeah, let's move past that. I want to talk right. about these fights this weekend. Let's what are it. your thoughts? I want your thoughts first. Well, if I'm not mistaken, we sold this card amongst others as like a, a UFC fans fight card. And I think it lived up to that. And mm-hmm. I think that that really what we saw was a guy in Dominic Reyes, because let's be honest, we mostly care about the, the main event, although I want to talk about Cub Swanson. Um, I think mostly what we saw is a guy in the main event who was kind of a journeyman, I think is safe to say. Not that there's anything wrong with being a UFC journeyman. You still have to be a hell of a fighter. But Dominic? Yeah. Okay. Seems like his only losses are title fights except for this one. Is that journeyman? Would you consider that journeyman? Sure. Define journeyman. Yeah, I would. I don't know. Journeyman want... is is kind of a guy who's around. Uh-huh. But in five years after John Jones's retirement, ten years, fifteen years after John Jones's retirement, uh-huh. we're still going to be talking about him. Yeah. We talk about Chuck Liddell. We talk about Tito Ortiz. We talk about GSP. We talk about uh, Gracie. We talk about some of sure. these guys. There were there are a lot of the Dominic Reyeses. Okay. On a lot of guys' resumes. Okay. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah, that does but make yeah, nothing, sense. Nothing wrong with it. He's a hell of a fighter. He's he's from not far from where I am right now. Yeah. We have the same name, right? Yeah. But the issue, the issue is he had the fight with John Jones. Some mm-hmm. people incorrectly thought that he won that fight. And like so me. he is oh okay. Another you know time, what we might have to time, do. Well, time. I was gonna say what we might have to do is like a like a, a fight, vault, com- a vault, fight, vault companion. fight companion where we watch that and really try to break it down like two idiots. Cool. If you um, really want that to happen, I'll do a Twitter poll, and I can tell you I have extreme pull in the Twitter poll because I am our only follower right now. Go ahead and follow the neat the the pretty neat podcast if you have a chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> follow the pretty neat podcast on Twitter. We won't um, annoy you with dumb shit. We'll just post also episodes. also buy our merch. Um, so some people think Dominic Reyes won that fight. He didn't. Some people think Tiago Santos won that fight. He didn't. Okay, fine. We can. We'll. You know what? We'll delve into that at a later date when it's a when it's been a couple of dry UFC mm-hmm. weeks. Maybe we'll do a, a live rewatch. Okay, that'd be great. Okay. 
what we really saw though was how fucking good you'd have to be to be a title contender in the UFC. Yeah, we talked about that 50 mile high gatekeeping. Yeah. Last yeah, time. and if there's yeah, exactly. And if there's really one division, one high profile division anyway where that's not the case, it's light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Except for what Jan did to Stylebender, but that's kind of a different thing because Stylebender yeah. He was really yeah, and he struggled to move up, right? A lot of guys mm-hmm. move up and they they just don't cut weight. And Stylebender yeah. really struggled. No, no, no shade at Stylebender. No. But there was a point where people thought he could be John Jones. Like, what's he gonna do? Mm-hmm. You, look what Jan did to him. John Jones is a different beast. Yeah. So so Yuri goes out and man, I think I texted you something like Reyes is getting out in class, but then Reyes ended up kind of turning it around a little bit or at least it looked like he was and and that's really what i'm talking about when i say how good you have to be is dominic reyes is Mm -hmm. the very best fighter in essentially every building and every place he ever goes Mm -hmm. except for like once or twice every two years Mm -hmm. yeah which is pretty crazy if you think about it yeah but but yuri just just had dismantled every single thing he he not only did he completely sort of shut down everything Reyes wanted to do. He seemed to have an unlimited bag of tricks that he was going to. Yeah. I, I think I saw multiple flying knees that, that one of them landed. Okay. The other one mm-hmm. didn't. And then he hits him with that crazy. Every, you don't have to be an the MMA elbow. fan to see that spinning elbow. And yeah, you know, Yuri, I think is a guy He's who a nightmare you figure out, I guess Glover Teixeira, Glover Teixeira is is next up for Jan, but then you put Yuri and, and Jan in there and and yeah. you might have, you know, Dana, Dana, and I want to talk about your Endeavor stock, Dana and you, I guess, might have a, a decent two or three fights coming up in that division. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. talk about, yeah. talk about a, a hell of a co-main event for, say, Francis and John Jones. Yeah. And obviously they're going to headline, but you put those two, because Jan is a tough motherfucker. You put those two below them as the, the co-main, and and then you try to stack Amanda Nunes, and you find someone who's willing to fight her. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you maybe you've got something here in a division that was was maybe looking a little thin. What do you think? No, I'm I'm on the same page as you. He threw he I it's so weird because I want to say he threw anything, but and he threw everything, you know, he threw anything and everything from everywhere at any time and um, it was so unpredictable and kind of scary and there was no combo you know you can like you can prepare to block certain combos you can do that and it was that seemed like it would have been impossible it was you know what part of his body is dipping right now so that he can torque which part to throw at me and can right. I compute that fast enough to try and block that area and you could tell that Dominic that every, everything was just starting to get through because Dominic was bloodied up and he was beating yeah, shit was. even though if there's a hole in Yuri's game it's just his defense he got clipped a few times and the wrong guy in that division is going to end you with that and I mean that's, well, yeah, that, Jan is that guy yeah, Jan that does Jan does that and Glober does that too. So mm-hmm. it could be really interesting for what could happen there. In a different time, Dominic, Yuri would be next in line for John Jones. So, so I'm I'm kind of curious as to how he would have done with the John Jones that beat Dominic and beat um 
Jane. Uh, uh, Tiago Santos. Yeah. So there's there's something to what you're saying, and you know another guy who kind of just throws anything at any time is John Jones. Now, throwing anything at any time against Dominic Reyes is one thing, and throwing anything at any time against John Jones typically is going to result in mm-hmm. traumatic brain injury. So. Or, or a dislocated <laughs> hip or a, a, your knees are going to get fucked up or whatever is going to happen. And so, I, I mean, I, I think we all know how he does against John Jones. I think if John thought that there was anyone interesting in that division, I mean, remember, there was a time where people thought Johnny Walker could be John Jones, which is laughable <laughs> at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's why John's moving up and, and looks at a whatever, whatever, whatever type of human Francis Ngannou is and says, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. He's a monster. I, I just got to say Yuri like lit up my life on Saturday. I felt that yeah. elbow and um, uh, geez, I I'm really excited to see what happens with him. He's, he is pretty fucking neat. And I for damn sure respect that man's distance. I tell yeah, you that's a I wild mountain distance. beast. If I was going to see, if I was going to meet Yuri, I would, I would bring a, bring a gun, you know, I'd, I'd pack some heat because He's a dangerous fellow. He's a dangerous, dangerous you gotta, fellow. Yeah, carry a gun. You got a pack of heat. Yeah, pack some heat. Pack it. Pack and, it. Yes, yeah. he's you scary. Know, I was very, very impressed with his mix of speed and precision. You know, mm-hmm. we say in MMA, well, we like I'm fucking there. In MMA, they say slow is smooth and smooth is fast, right? That's kind mm-hmm. of a that's kind of like a yeah CrossFit UFC fit gym saying, but. It, it turns out that fast is fast and fast is power because <laughs> momentum <that> was, exists. <laughs> momentum exists. And that was the hell <laughs> because of a, physics, <laughs> you know, was it Herb Dean? Uh, no, uh, I, geez, I don't remember. I was, the fights were too good. I believe that it was, yeah, it was Herb Dean. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's funny. You'd say Herb Dean too. And you mentioned him earlier and this is very quick. And this is another thing for anybody new listening to the podcast. Some fans see Herb Dean in the octagon and go, this is going to be a good one. We're not those fans. (laughs) We're not those fans, but we do say Herb Dean is one of the best of the best. So we're in for at least a smoother fight. But I definitely know some folks at the bar that will go and I'll meet with and be like, oh man, I love Herb Dean. This is going to be a good one. (laughs) I I do. I do love I do love Herb Dean and people think the fights, if I, if I understand where you're going with that, people think the fights that he does are going to be good because he always gets the big draws, but um, you know, he got there before Mm -hmm. Yuri could throw 11 hammer fists on him and he did not get there with Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal. So Mm -hmm. yeah, good, good on Herb for getting there and and getting the stop. Poor cub, poor cub. So is he done? I don't think so. I you think, don't think I so. Think, no, he won his last one before this, and it was a knockout. I think he. I think he's got another another couple. I do. And man, okay. I would never, ever, ever, ever want to take a kick like that, ever. No, it's it's not good. Have you have you experienced it? No. No. You're of just rolling, not. right? You're just doing jujitsu, right? You're not doing MMA uh, complete, or no? I'm, I do Muay Thai as well. Oh, okay, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Cub Swanson, I don't know. He actually he he's he was on a two fight winning streak. He beat Crone Gracie. 
Um, but a four fight losing streak before that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Cub Swanson is one of those guys that killer leg tattoos, but he he reminds me of um, Jim Miller and Cerrone. I just think he's going to stick around. I think he's just going to keep fighting, and then they until somebody really says don't anymore. He probably will. I'm I'm all for it. I like Cub. He's a nice guy. What did you think about the split draw, Ian Kutalaba? Did you watch that fight? I know I that you had a busy on that fight. I know you had a busy weekend and you were in and out in some of them, but uh, Ian Break it is, down for me. He is so he is so uh, aggressive. He is insane. You may you might remember he. Uh, uh, I think it was Islam. No, it was Magomed. No, who the hell did he fight? Magomed Sheridov? Yeah, he he feigned, he feigned injury and the the ref interpreted as real injury. And then he was like, no, I wasn't. Why'd you stop it? I was pretending to lure him in, you know, et cetera. And it, yeah. it seemed pretty yeah. legit. Um, mm-hmm. not, not like how injuries should be faked, <laughs> um, as some others might be able to teach a dive here or there, as we might talk about today mm-hmm. um but uh yeah he's he's really really fun to watch but i never he reminds me of early dennis bermudez he just wants to and not and now i'm not even going to quote dennis bermudez <laughs> but i'm gonna say he just wants to bang bro like yep and i really like that about him and and honestly that draw when that when that was coming up to the scorecards i thought it might have been man it was it was a really really good fight um but it was it was almost too much. It was almost like watching two ADH kids like fight over a toy. Do you think that an MMA fight should end in a draw ever? I don't I don't know if I have an opinion on that. All right. It's more philosophical than maybe you were expecting, but the issue <laughs> is was that a three or five round fight? It was three. Well, it doesn't matter. You can't you can't have a draw. They can't each win a round and a half. I guess if you you could say they each took one round and the other was a draw, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I take issue with it. I, I take more issue with a draw in boxing. Yeah. Where you have a 12 round fight and let's, I don't know, just hypothetically say December, 2018 Tyson Fury wins 10 to 12 rounds against Deontay Wilder, but they call it a draw anyway. I, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. He won <laughs> two rounds. Yeah. Maybe he even won three. You know what? Let's give him four. Yeah. What about the other eight? No, I think it draws. I think the way it kind of came out, I think that, and I mean, there was a, there was also TJ Brown in this card had some pretty bad fence grabs and kind of had a stolen fight as well. He, he kind of, I watched that fight. I was shocked that he won kind of just like every every single MMA Mm -hmm. reporting outlet, every single one had scored it um, the other way. And, and so it was pretty shocking. Uh, but like in that instance, maybe if he was winning the fight and was grabbing the fence and those were fight change and fence grabs, in my opinion, he was getting taken down and he prevented it from happening. And that could have changed the outcome of the fight. And if losing points could have led to a draw, like if he was winning and then he lost points because he cheated and it was a draw, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Sure. Um, sure. But man, that was a crazy one. So, yeah. so cage grabs and UFC, they've done a better job, but they definitely had, and I could, well, don't 
don't like fact check me on this. They have different rules in different states at different times, right? That's why they don't fight all over the place. It's typically California, Nevada, Texas, Florida, mm-hmm. um, I guess New York, right? They, you're not going to find them in anymore anyway. They're not going to be in Des Moines, Iowa or mm-hmm. Idaho, wherever Des Moines is. Yeah. And that's because different state athletic commissions have different rules. Uh, remember, obviously, John Jones, the one technique, you know, loss on his record is is from a, a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Um, over in 1FC, you're allowed to knee a down fighter. Mm-hmm. I am so torn on the cage grab rules. And now most of the time, the referee will sort of redirect him from doing it. If you're allowed to slam your opponent into the cage, shouldn't they be allowed to grab the cage? I don't know. I'm curious. I mean, I wonder if it's a safety thing or not. Like, I, I really do. Uh, yeah. So, so it could I don't be have an answer for you. It could be. So, in jujitsu, you want to do what's called a gable grip, which for everyone who's listening looks like this. <laughs> it's you don't interlock your fingers. You, you sort of put Thank your you palms know. together and twist them. And then and then cup your hands within your hands. Mm-hmm. You're kind of making like a 90 degree angle with your hands. Your two palms are touching, but your fingers are on either side. Like one of them is below your thumb. One of them is below your pinky finger. And that's because if you interlock your fingers, you will probably break most of them because your opponent will pull against that. You are so tense and locked in. Mm-hmm. They're going to snap. And so any any halfway decent jujitsu coach, and I'm lucky enough to have a couple of very good ones, will immediately correct that when they see you do it. Yeah. You could make the same argument about a cage grab that you could really, really mess up your fingers. But here's the thing. These guys take off all their clothes, put on tiny gloves, and get into a lock steel cage and literally fight. Yeah. So are, are we splitting hairs? <laughs> I, I don't for safety i don't know we might be i mean it's better than their like original fucking ufc idea of having uh, like electric fences for a while and at one point i think there was even a design for a moat like so i think that i think that the cage is an exception i think that uh i'm i'm kind of interested in how it would look even though i think it'd probably be terrible of doing like plexiglass walls but I mean, they'd get smudged and sweaty and disgusting and, you know, fuzzy ass, sweaty back hair all over that shit and smudging yeah. blood and everywhere. It'd probably be pretty gross. Yeah, you would. They don't need it for TV, right? It could mm-hmm. impact the spectator experience. But baseball stadiums put up those nets a few years ago when that little kid got smashed by that foul ball. Um, yeah. the, the foul ball nets that run all the way down the foul line. So that, yeah. you know, there's ways around it. I, I we're probably already making too big of a deal out of this because it mostly isn't an issue, but it works at medieval times. So let's wow. just give it the medieval times treatment. Maybe not a medieval dirt. times reference. There's, and you know, what? if you put better. them in, a, in an arena like that, I would be, I'd be all for that. I'd be all for that. That's I think right. That'd be pretty cool. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, the rest of this card was so good and it was, it was really, really fun. Marab looked amazing. He's going to be terrifying for everyone. Uh, I, I mentioned the dive earlier. Mar- uh, Marcos got fucked. Mm-hmm. I don't, did you watch that whole thing? I saw the highlight. I didn't see the fight. I watched, I watched the fight and, and the, the kind of the hard part is arguably uh luana was winning the fight already 
and Marcos was coming back a little bit and kind of got her chance robbed. But the thing for me is when that upkick hit, it it kind of was that little shock of it looked a little bit. It looked like, oh, crap, an upkick. You know, you'd expect it to be terrible and it would have murdered me. I'm not saying any of anything, anything to the of course at all. Um, but my thing is that, like, she looked like she realized what happened. Like she was her momentum shifted. She was turning back towards the fight and saw Marcos holding her hand up, apologizing, and then kind of fell back. Like it will be a highlight reel. It'll be on the highlight reel of dives. So it'll be on the dive light reel that some someday it will because it was bad diving and she got carried off and like her eyes were rolling around. It was just like, it was, it looked, it did not look as bad as they made it out to be. Did you feel the same way about Aljamain Sterling and Peter Young? No, I didn't. I didn't. It, I mean, it was just, it was a different situation and that knee hits at a different spot. Although I, I also think knees to a down deployment should be allowed. You know, mighty mouse Johnson lost in one a week after Aljo won in the UFC for the same thing. Like he, it's just, it, I think it should be allowed, but but yeah, it's just, it was very sad. And uh, uh, there's really nothing you can do about nothing you can do about it. It just kind of sucks. I wonder what will come of it and uh, what kind of reputations will be tarnished. (laughs) So I'm rewatching this kick now. I, I don't know. Yeah. I had to say my part. And for me, it's not, I'm not trying to get anybody on my side. I'm just, no, don't no, no really, I'm, not I never disagree- ex- I'm not necessarily disagreeing. Uh-huh. I, for anybody, I'm just saying it looks like a dive to me. You, when you say dive, you mean she's flopping. She's, she's a hundred percent. She, yeah. she is um, maybe tired, maybe out of it from the whole fight and everything going on. And you know, still, that kick is not the reason I, that was not, it just wasn't. I don't know, man. Let me kick you in the face like that and see how you do. Oh, I would be knocked out cold, but it's I'm not, just I'm hard. not an it's MMA just fighter. hard. And that's where I would really, and, and I know, and I, I'm obviously teasing. I, I would, I will defer to the medical staff and the referees on site who I believe know this situation know the situation in the cage better than i do and frankly if they don't know the situation in the cage better than i do then they should not be allowed to do this sport so that's that's what i'll say about a situation like this you know the yeah. the yan the peter yan aljermaine sterling one was a lot more egregious yeah. peter, you know there was that weird that weird side note that that I, well, I think it was it was Khabib who told Daniel Cormier, oh, Jan's corner was yelling at him to kick him or not to kick him or something. I mean, Peter Jan yeah. is someone who's de- what defended the title at least once, if not twice. Yeah, but the ref um, warned him. He's down. He said he's down. The ref warned him. You can't. No. <laughs> you, can't you can't be. Past that you one. can't be told the rule five seconds before breaking it and no and expect to get away with it and i mean if and and, yeah if uh what's funny is it was the same ref uh in both fights by the Mm -hmm. way i forget his name um steve i think is his but i don't remember his last name uh and i'm probably way off 
but uh his name is mark smith oh thank you <laughs> mark smith. yeah steve. steve mark whatever and i'm thinking Stephen a smith that's why yeah sure different um, guy yeah totally um but uh if he had warned if he was warning randa first you know watch those up kicks watch those up kicks and then it hits her in the head hey he warned you about the rule you you hit her in the head and you broke the rule like then it's a dq no problem in this instance it was clearly accidental and uh there was no warning in advance as far as i remember and Mm -hmm. to me it looked like she was way overselling that you know that's like josh koscheck pretending to be kicked in the balls like level right bad acting so right that's it i just want to say my piece on that and um I wish her the best, but luckily she's in a sport where, and I'm referring to our Victor in this case, um, Pinero, uh, uh, we're in a sport where the reward for being a participant is getting punched in the face. So congratulations right. on your win. Now you're going to fight somebody who's going to hit you harder. Anyway. Yeah, that was yep. a good one. Uh, I'm a big Luke Mood, Luke Boon Me fan, Loma Luke Boon Me. Uh, I've, I've watched her for a while. I think she was an Invicta for a bit and uh, uh, she's good. She was, she was a little bit less aggressive than normal. She's kind of a pit bull. And she was, I was telling my wife about her and she was kind of let me down a tiny bit in that regard, but yeah, it was fun. Fun night of fights. PFL was good. good. Night of fights. PFL Rory looks like a monster. Oh my God. Tell me about him. Oh, he just is perfect. You know, things aren't working as well on the feet as I planned. I'm going to go to the ground and finish it there. And he did. I mean, it was like, it was just watching. It was almost like watching a a master teach a student. Like just, he was teaching a class Mm -hmm. and it was onward to the next. It was beautiful. Uh, Love that. And I I also, uh, Ray Cooper, the third, followed him last year through PFL. Another one, just a steamroller, just a steamroller fun to watch. And this weekend or not this weekend, this week, Thursday, Fabricio Verdum is the main event against Henan Ferreira. Yeah. Uh, And that'll be a good fight. I'm excited to see Verdum back. He's always fun. I always want to see him go to the ground. It's There's something weird about watching the big dudes go to the ground because they're such knockout artists. But watching a Frank Mir or a Noguera brother is always fun with the big boys. (laughs) Yeah, and and as someone who has been on the ground with a number of very big men, it's uh, terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> We've got Michael Venom Page coming up against Derek Anderson. Do you have any thoughts on that? I'll always watch MVP. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's always exciting. I'd even watch him That's get knocked out. Bellator two fifty eight. Yeah, is that this coming weekend? Yeah, May seventh. Really? So we got Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night fights again. Jeez. Yeah, and you know what else is on Saturday? Canelo Alvarez, Billy Joe Saunders. That's right. Well, you'll probably be watching that. I will be watching that. Who do you have? Um, I know my resources. Who do you have? Yeah, Uh, Canelo. I'm. You know, I think Canelo's got this one in the bag, Dom. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This is my boxing detour for the week. I. Canelo Alvarez is so incredibly skilled and he's so skilled. It's almost 
weirdly not fun to watch him fight because there's no one close. Now, Billy Joe Saunders is the guy that a lot of people have been saying for a while could have what I suppose you could call is the best chance to beat Canelo. Um, I don't see it. Vegas doesn't see it. I think Canelo's a minus 700 favorite, but uh, what I like about this Canelo fight, and I don't know how many more of these we're going to get, and unfortunately it didn't work here, is Dazone, D-A-Z-N, horrible name. You could have just called it D-A-Z-N and never actually told people what it stands for. I think <laughs> that might have been okay, right? How many people know what ESPN stands for, for being honest? You just know it as a network. So D-A-Z-N, right? Uh-huh. Um, I think you pay 20 bucks a month for it. And you get all of their events, including the big Canelo fight, which is which is pretty cool. And there was a stretch in yeah. December where they had they had Anthony Joshua Canelo and Gennady Golovkin, Triple G, mm-hmm. on uh, three separate days. I want to say in two weeks. I think Triple G fought on the Friday and Canelo fought the yeah. Saturday, and Anthony was, Joshua fought the week before. I was a so. subscriber at that time. That was a very momentous time. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I think that. The UFC, I mean, here's the thing. They they don't do this because they must make enough money at the pay-per-views. But if you told me for, I would even say $29.99 per month, I get their, I already get the, the fight nights, but I get all of their content, including these these pay-per-view fights. I'm, I sign up for it right now. You would, you yeah. would think they're missing an opportunity, but. Is that your price must, point? No, they're not. I'm curious what your price point would be on a on a monthly where it includes the pay-per-views for UFC. So you typically get one big pay-per-view a month. I think I would pay 30 bucks. Yeah. What would you, I probably, you pay? I probably would too. 30 is a pretty good price point. For everything yeah. we've got now plus the pay-per-views. Yeah, that's pretty fair. And I think you could con- you could convince me to pay the 30 bucks up front. So you don't have to worry about me canceling or, or the 30 the, for the year up front, excuse me. So what, 360 yeah. bucks in J- January 1st. And then I get all the events for the year That'd and they don't have to worry about billing me every month and maybe me canceling or whatever it may be. I would, I would sign up for it. Yep. I would too. Well, we've solved that UFC. Give us a ring. We are available Dana, at Dana. That's a free conference. one for you <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. Dana, that's a free one for you. Yeah, and as as we're figuring out all the pretty neat things that we can do on this podcast. Um, That's right. And thanks again for anybody listening. And we're playing with things and figuring stuff out. And you're part of that. That's freaking cool. And like the dozen or so subscribers. So if you take out all of the accounts that are mine, that's the two subscribers. Both of them. Um, uh, no, I'd say it's probably, I'd say we've got about nine. And I think that it's appropriate that anybody who's listening right now, you are in the first, you are part of the fellowship, I'll say the fellowship of neatness. Um, and, and nobody else will ever, ever claim that if you're an early adopter of, of having the, us as your MMA friends, that's awesome. And, and welcome. And I hope you enjoy little spicy things that we do in the future. Um, for sure. Dumb. That's right. Dumb. Next week, uh, also UFC. We've got Waterson. I want to. I want to touch on that before I. I Michelle. I'm really, yeah, the Karate Hottie. The um, Karate Hottie, best nickname for sure. Do you think it is the best nickname, really? <laughs> you know what? 
I said that not really like ready to defend. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I've got a thing for the nickname of for Matt, the steamroller frivola myself. I think that that's delicious. Pretty good. That's pretty good. We'll do we'll do a list. We'll run down someday. We'll look at a bunch. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to run through a um an MMA nicknames. And I want you to give me I want you to give me an MMA nickname and I will give you an MMA nickname. And I'm going to take it seriously. I'm going to pretend you've been training. So I was given a nickname at jujitsu and I okay, am. Okay, then never mind. I uh, want to know what it no, is. No, no, no. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I don't like it. And so I'm not going to be called it. 12 gauge is pretty good off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, we have a couple of other. We actually have one other thing we've got to talk to you about this coming weekend. Okay. The fights. Uh, uh, aside from our main event. Because the, yes. co- the co-main event kind of is what took the headlines is with this Diego Sanchez stuff. Because Diego Sanchez was fired from the UFC mm-hmm. and because his uh, brainwashed by an undiagnosed paranoid schizophrenic narcissist. And I do have enough experience to say that. Okay. And and I do think that that's true, and I do think Diego needs help, and 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 that is a terrible situation. And a lot of people have said that who are important enough to be heard, uh, yep, and that are hopefully actually going to take it kind of seriously because because this Josh guy is listening to his rants is listening to a schizophrenic rant, and I mean I've I've, I've simply heard them before. And uh, somebody who's also very charismatic and convincing, like this guy probably is, um, found a guy in Diego who he could use for whatever intention he has, which to me is just a better his his own platform. And, uh, you know, if you say on a video, I'm not going to post this on the Internet and then post it on the Internet, that's the equivalent of you're getting your BMF belt removed. You know what I mean? Or. You know, I don't mean to be racist, but yeah, it's the same thing. Like, uh, yeah. uh, it, it was just kind of, it just sucks. But so Donald Cerrone's still going to fight and now he's going to fight Alex Morono. And this kind of might have come out of the left field, but Cerrone's a journeyman and a gatekeeper. And Morono is kind of that, that perfect spot of that fighter who's in the middle really could use a massive popularity boost um and if he beats donald cerrone he could get that and i actually do think he has a chance um i think he might get compared to alex hernandez a little bit and that he will might rush him a little bit um and kind of be the too young of a gun but but alex morono's got a level head i I watched him fight a couple of times in person not just in the ufc but in general and, and he's um he goes to work he definitely is going to work and he's going to, he's going to throw down with Cerrone. I actually think that this might not that this would be a better fight, but I think that this will be more interesting than the last one. than than Cerrone versus Sanchez. So I'm kind sure. of excited. I'm pretty excited about it actually. Well, uh, and Cowboy's and, never boring. No, he's not. He's not. And Diego's never boring. So it's not like I would have expected it to be boring, but we know Diego is going to try and maul and we know Cerrone's going to be intelligent. So I, I felt like, 
we kind of knew how the fight was going to go, even though it was going to be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think we're going to just get another good one. I think that that one's going to be fun. But and then even before that, there's Neil Magny and Jeff Neal. And that is going to be another fun one. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's going to be it. That depends on which one of each of them shows up because both of them have this emotional thing, in my opinion, where it's just kind of which one shows up. You know what I mean? So I, <laughs> uh, well, I, I actually love two things. I love any Jeff that's spelled G-E-O-F-F. And I also love anybody with two first names. So I'm glad that Neil Magny's last name is not impronounceable like young Jake Check is because then they might've decided to go with Neil versus Neil. What if, what if Neil Magny's last name was Jeff? <laughs> you know what? You ever think of something funny to say and you, you laugh to yourself before you say it and you know, no one else is going to laugh at this. <laughs> Neil, Jeff and, and Jeff Neil are going are to fight on a, a UFC fight night on a Saturday night on ESPN plus. That's like saying, what is, is it? Is it uh, Abraham Lincoln had a, had a, assistant or an aide whose name was Kennedy and Kennedy had one whose name was Lincoln and people say that and they expect you to give them a fucking award and you're like <laughs> all right that isn't anything <laughs> like listen oh I don't walk God. up to you and say hey we never landed on the moon and then like expect you to give me a high five <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember anymore do you know when Cowboys last win was when was Cowboy's last win? I mean, his last fight was, was McGregor, yeah? I believe so. It was two years ago, actually, May 2019, UFC Ottawa. And who did he beat? Tell me. Refresh. Al Iaquinta. Really? Yeah. Man, Al is another underrated guy I'd love to talk about more. Another time. We've yeah. got all the we've got yeah. all the time in the world. We've got every Monday to chat and every Tuesday or Wednesday to share it with the world instead of just you and I knowing it. We've got to share it instead of just us knowing it. Yep. There's a couple of other great fights on this one. I'm glad Gregor Gillespie's coming back since his knockout from Kevin Lee. Yes. I'm I love watching Gillespie fight. He's another one of those guys who just seems so down to earth and it it's just he's an athlete through and through. Do you think he's coming back too soon? No, that was 2019. He is good. That was a while. It's been okay. over a year. I think he's fine. Um, not particularly concerned with ring rust. He had that other camp. His last fight fell out. I think it might have even been this one and just rescheduled, but um, uh, I think it was. So I think I'm excited to see him back. I think he's going to win this one myself. Uh, I think that Angela Overkill Hill. One of my favorite other names to say is going to win. I think she's going to get another one against Kibas. Uh, but man, it's just going to be another whole weekend of fights. There's going to be so much that it's it's going to be an overwhelming amount of need. An overwhelming amount of need, indeed. Yeah, man. Dustin... Oh, Diego Ferreira. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maurice Green, Jeff Neal, and Neil Magny. Yeah, I love Maurice Green as well. That's gonna that's gonna be a good night of fights to go along with Canelo. Prelims start at two uh, Pacific anyway. I love early fight start times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything? Oh, Ben Rothwell's fighting. 
I like I like Ben Rothwell. And this is the kind of fans we are. You know, there's some podcasts that are like super sports analytical and they're like, you know, they're they're kind of not though. <laughs> okay. They're, uh, they're us That's, if we they're us if we that is, we, if, we, if we thought we knew stuff and we like bragged about that is, knowing stuff. That is only analysis you get on the pretty neat podcast. They're they're kind of analytical, but they're kind of not though. <laughs> you can't you can't beat it, folks. And to think this is free. It's free to listen. <laughs> ben Rothwell is one of those guys that a lot of people see and they're like, oh. Well, I could beat him up because he, yep. he looks like he's fat. Nope. And it's like, no, you could. He's a beast. No, you could. He's a beast. I <laughs> um he had a uh yeah, geez, I have to I have to look now because he had a fight recently where he came back really late and it was really quite fun. I, I think it may have been Stefan Struve. Yeah, it was actually. He didn't come back though. I just remember him. It was just it was, <sighs> Well, anytime two heavyweights like that get in the ring yeah. or the cage, rather, well, or a ring, there's there's the possibility of of just an mm-hmm. absolute flat yeah. line knockout. So you gotta love it, Aaron. Would you like to give out this week's? I think you're pretty neat, but I respect for your this week. Award. I think the um, I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance award goes to Yuri Prohaska. What a beautiful elbow. I love Dominic Reyes, and it's pretty rare that I'll root for somebody after they beat somebody that I really like to watch. And uh, not that I'm like, yeah, you beat my guy, but that's exactly how I am. He was exciting in his last fight as well. And geez, I mean, he's only two fights in and he's probably gonna be for fighting for a belt. Uh, It reminds me of like super young John Jones. I mean, he had ultimate fighter, but only had a couple of fights and he was up there for the belt i think you'll be up there for the belt very quick and uh uh probably ko of the year contender he walked away with two fight of the night bonuses man uh i think he's pretty neat but i respect his distance how about you i, I think yuri prohaska is pretty neat i'm gonna leave you on this sentiment motivate me more motivate me more dom i should not have to motivate you if it is not in you already, then you have already lost. I know my motivation. Thank you for listening to the Pretty Neat Podcast. <sighs> Fun things. Hope you all like listening to the Pretty Neat Podcast. We're now available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. And we're soon going to be available on a bunch of other platforms. So thanks for listening. Tell your friends. We look forward to seeing you. Bye. I respect your distance. Wow. How neat is that? That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Shake things up a little bit. Get the earth moving. That's pretty neat. Not giving up yet. That's pretty neat. G dang it. How neat is that? That's pretty neat.